Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then... Stripe Tap to Pay on iPhone came along and changed everything. With Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. No more juggling different methods. Just a simple tap on my iPhone and transactions are complete. What's truly remarkable is how Stripe caters to all my customers' preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Stripe ensures a smooth checkout experience every time. Setting up Stripe was a breeze, taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers, Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Coming up on DTNS, Microsoft kicks Korean kids off of Minecraft. Video camera app mm-hmm, thinks it can make your work week shorter. And why Chile thinks your neural data is equivalent to your kidney. This is the Daily Tech News for Wednesday, July 7th, 2021 in Los Angeles. I'm Tom Merritt. And from Studio Redwood, I'm Sarah Lane. In Salt Lake City, I'm Scott Johnson. I'm the show's producer, Roger Chang. And joining us, Owen J.J. Stone, a.k.a. Doctor, is back. You made good on your promise. You're like, I'm not doing this show. I'm not going to stop doing this show until Sarah Lane is on. If you're watching this uh, send help. I've been sitting in this chair for 24 hours on live Skype chair. They have not let me go. If you can help me, please do so immediately. I'd appreciate it. Thank you if so much. If you'd like to understand the ways of Odocta, how he got uh, $600 off of people at South by Southwest by asking, get our wider show, Good Day Internet. Become a member at patreon.com slash DTNS. Let's start with a few tech things you should know. A new multi-year deal will see Peacock get movies from its corporate cousins, Universal, DreamWorks, Illumination, and Focus Films no later than four months after their theatrical premiere, streaming the films exclusively for the first four months as well as the last four months of the traditional 18-month pay-one window with the films heading to other services for the 10 months in between. Hopefully you've been taking notes on that. (laughs) The deal starts in 2022 and we'll also see Universal produce exclusive releases for Peacock. Bloomberg sources say the China Securities Regulatory Commission is leading efforts to require Chinese-owned firms to get government approval before going public in Hong Kong or the U.S., Currently, a lot of Chinese companies use a variable interest entity model, which sees them transfer their profits to an offshore entity, and then that entity has their shares that foreign investors can own, but looks like they're going to try to close that loophole. TikTok began testing a feature called Shoutouts, where viewers can pay to request custom videos from creators. The feature is only tested, uh, only being tested in select markets, and the app currently prevents users in some regions from even requesting a shoutout. 
President Trump filed three proposed class action lawsuits Wednesday in the U.S. District Court for the Southern District of Florida, one against YouTube and Sundar Pichai, another against Twitter and Jack Dorsey, and one against Facebook and Mark Zuckerberg. The complaints allege that all three companies violated the First Amendment of the U.S. Constitution by suspending users from the platform, and the suit seeks damages on behalf of the class made up of users of all three platforms who have resided in the U.S. since June 1st, 2018 and had their accounts censored. Apple added new language support for Apple Pencil and iPad OS 14, now supporting copying handwritten text in French, German, Italian, Portuguese, and Spanish, with support for several national dialects as well. Copying handwriting features had previously only been available for English and Chinese languages. All right, let's talk a little bit about uh, what's happening to the kid gamers of South Korea. Since 2011, South Korea has had a law in the books prohibiting people younger than 19 from playing video games between midnight and 6 a.m. in order to stop them from losing sleep. Now, they don't go around looking in people's windows to see if kids are gaming. They ask the companies to keep them offline. While some companies will try to check your age through technical means, quote-unquote, Microsoft chose to just restrict all Xbox Live accounts to people 19 years or older. They're like, when you sign up, you got to be 19. That's it. But they did not apply that to Mojang accounts, so it did not affect Minecraft Until now, Microsoft has started requiring an Xbox Live account to play Minecraft in South Korea, instantly meaning that nobody younger than 19 can log in to play Minecraft online at any time of day. Unless, of course, they're lying about their age, which I'm sure somebody probably does. Company said it's, quote, working on a longer term solution for players younger than 19 with details to come later this year. Kim Bo-un wrote in the Korea Times that lawmakers are considering a revision to the law that would let children play games after midnight if under parental supervision. Maybe that's a wise idea. Meanwhile, uh, over in China, Tencent announced it'll use a facial recognition system to prevent minors in China from playing its video games between 10 p.m. and 8 a.m. Korean kids get to stay up a couple hours longer for more than 90 (laughs) minutes a day. That abides by a law which the Chinese government passed in 2019 meant to combat excessive and unhealthy gaming habits. Law also prohibits minors from spending more than uh, the equivalent of between 28 and 57 bucks U.S. per month on in-app transactions. Uh, Scott, as a parent of video game players and a uh, person with a Korean brother, what's your take on this story? <laughs> well, I wish my <laughs> Korean brother was more of a gamer because it'd be a perfect combo, but um, he's not so into it. But um I understand where all these things sprung from. It was especially prominent in some Asian countries to see these news stories hit of somebody played for 36 hours straight, didn't eat or sleep, and they passed away while they were playing. And you only ever heard these stories come out of of China and South Korea and other places. And I understand the need or the the sense that oh no, we can't have we can't be having that. Uh, so they want to clamp down down on it. Um, I think it's smart to make sure you include parenting in this strategy, whatever your strategy ends up being. Um, I think it would be crazy to expect too many of these kids. If you're under 19, I don't know how you're still a kid, but let's say a 18 year old kid who in the States is an adult, uh, they're still going to play. They'll find a way. You just fudge that stuff and you're in Microsoft's way is maybe one step beyond just a simple little, uh, tell us what your birthday thing is like steam does. But it's still not not much more than that. Um, The real to me in this article, the scary bit is Tencent announcing the facial recognition system. Um, I'm not I don't mean to to say that that panics me over too much surveillance. It's a surveillance state. I don't mean that. 
I just think that that goes just one tiny step too far and they should work harder with parents to come up with better solutions that, you know, don't involve you having to be on a camera the entire time you play. It's a weird dance to, to you know, expecting people not to lie about their age. Uh, and Microsoft could easily say, okay, we're going to, we're going to have Xbox live accounts for people younger than 19, but they don't. Uh, cause they, it's just simpler for them. And they're, they're probably not wanting to market to kids younger than 19. Uh, they, they for, mm-hmm. at least for Xbox live, because they, you know, they're gonna, I guess they can use their parents' account to pay, but the parents could just make an account and give them a kid. I don't know. Uh, it, 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 it's all a mess when you try to enforce behavior that like that, and people are just going to find ways around it. Uh, side note here, I believe the 19 is is because Korea uh, starts you at one when you're born, so it would be the equivalent of 18. Uh, I haven't oh, double-checked gotcha. that, but I know they do that uh, sometimes. So, so that may be uh, the equivalent of 18 in the U.S. Uh, Owen, you, you've got a, a, a child. Does she play video games? Yes, and at first glance, I thought to myself, this would be great, but why can't we just think of like a screen time thing like on your iPhone where it just caps you if you've been playing for 24 hours straight? I mean, in those countries, I feel like it's just like someone who gets drugs for the first time and they go crazy and binge out on drugs and <laughs> they never had anything. Like the fact that somebody played video games for 36 hours, I don't know what's going on the rest of their day that they need that much escapism, but maybe we just put in like a timer that says, hey, it's been 26 hours, homie. Like, you might have to take a nap. You know what I mean? Come back at 15 and come six. But this whole thing of having the parents moderate things, they got to sleep too, right? I can't be up till 4 o'clock in the morning watching my kid play Minecraft. I mean, they ask you to, but I don't want to. My daughter begs me right. all the time to play Minecraft, and I don't want to do it. You know <laughs> what I mean? But it's it's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. They just need to talk to Apple and get get a time limit going on with, with screen time and then Put that in there. Well, the other the problem is then you're asking Microsoft, Sony, and everybody else to to put in these some kind of features, and maybe that would be actually easier than enforcing this 19 year old thing, and maybe it would go further to let these governments know that they're serious about it. But I just think it's weird and messy. I mean, maybe I would just say, "Hey, kids, don't don't play as much." And I know that sounds like not a solution. That's why it's in your iPhone because you screen time became a thing because you can't trust kids not to be on their phone. Or adults. Yeah, you're right. You can't. That, you're right. That's why you have it. So this is this is how you fix that. You just make some software, you put it in there. We have the technology, Scott. We live in the future. We could do this. We some R and D, baby. Let's get it done. Save the adults from themselves. And the I'm on board. Let's do it. <laughs> All right, moving on. Let's get down to this story here about Phil. Libin. I know that's his name because he's the guy what made Evernote, if that sounds familiar. It did to me. Well, now runs a company called Mm-hmm. All right. You like that? Uh, which acts as a virtual camera and video presenter, letting users easily create and record videos and graphics, slides, and more. So if you're uh, – now you're all caught up on what that company does and what they do. The news today is that the company is announcing it got $100 million in funding. Now, that's significant because here on DTNS, you rarely ever hear the show cover – Funding rounds. It's not really, you know, part of the tech news. Uh, so why are we talking about it today? Well, because in Bloomberg's article, Libin says he thinks mm-hmm, could help eliminate the scourge of so many workers' schedules. The update meeting, you know, the ones meetings to have meetings in, in a lot of cases. Anyway, Libin says mm-hmm, will make it easier for people to record their updates for coworkers to watch at their own leisure, uh, maybe at a faster speed, leaving meetings to, uh, to be a little bit shorter and full of actual brainstorming. That's the idea. 
Lemon claims it has saved 90 minutes a day because of mm-hmm, and companies are giving it a try. They're all giving it a, a, a try. Mm-hmm. Corporate customers include Axel Spring, uh, excuse me, Axel Springer Porsche APX and Cisco Systems. And as a content creator, I'm interested in trying the technology out and messing about with it for live streams and other stuff. But I refuse to call it by its name. I can't stand the name there. I've said it. We can talk about everything else around this now. Oh, Scott, I I, I hear you. Um, I do think it's really uh, – it's it's interesting to, to for this company to say, listen, if you just record a video and your company you that whatever you say in the video might be really interesting and they can watch it at their leisure. It is not unlike kind of like the podcast format, right? You don't have to make everything a physical medium. It can be a here's what I want to tell you, watch it and then get back to me later. I think this is brilliant. Except people won't do it. The only reason they hear your update is because they're forced to go to the meeting. There's going to be so many. I mean, some people will do it, but there's going to be so many people who are just like, oh, right. I never I never listened to that. I never watched that video. I didn't have time to watch the video. I missed it. Well, I mean, but oh, I mean, OK. Same as an update email. <laughs> Nobody reads the update emails either, which is why they feel yeah. like they have to have the meeting. Well, OK. So all that said, why is this such a great idea? Uh, I I know Phil. He's a very smart guy. I wouldn't. I I can't bet against him because there's been things where he's done in the past. I'm like, that's not going to work. And it usually works out for him because he's a smart guy. But this is like, who's not going to fall asleep listening to regular people trying to make this update by themselves? A lot of the times you have an update. At least you can kind of gauge the room or the call or the situation what's going on. So I'm just going to sit here and record this update that's boring and nauseating, and you're not going to listen to it, or you're going to fall asleep. Or I've got follow-up questions. Now you've got 92,000 follow-up questions and email. Can we just stop having meetings all together and just, like, update it themselves? Like, can we just reboot ourselves? (laughs) I I really do think, though, that, you know, the idea of, hey, here's the update. Please watch or listen or read. You know, it doesn't always have to be a video. But but that sort of thing is – that is a lower ask than, hey, can you all get on this video call, a live video call right now for me to update you on, you know, this thing that has to do with our job. I think that I think this makes sense. It does. And mm-hmm, is not the only company who is who's who's doing it. I I guess I guess you're right, Tom. There, there'll be a lot of people who say, mm, "Well, if I don't have to do it, I won't watch or listen." But uh, but I think it 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 gives uh, a little bit more control to somebody who is working on their own time. Well, plus you're you're in an era now, uh, and I'll I, I don't know. Everyone's still trying to navigate it, but we're in an era now where a lot of remote work is going to stay remote. True. And, because of that, mm-hmm. different services are going to come around. They're going to try to have an angle on that. This seems like an angle on that. And whether it works or not, uh, who knows? I still think, and I don't want to make that big a deal out of it, but the name's terrible. Because imagine me saying, Sarah, have you checked mm-hmm today to see if there's any updates on mm-hmm? You're like going to say, I don't want to use that. Yeah, yeah. So uh, so we'll get used I mean, to I, it. I feel like if if you and I, Scott, were using the product that often, we wouldn't have to say that to each other all that often. But You're yes, right. I get your yeah. point. Yeah. Evernote, great name. Evernote. Ever take notes, keep them forever. Evernote. <laughs> two, two things, really quick. One, Sarah, this is why I love you. Your positivity, outlook on things, inspires. 
of value and belief. And second, Scott, go ahead and say the name for him one more time. I didn't catch that. Go ahead and tell me what it's called. <laughs> Oh, it's called mm-hmm. That's oh, the yeah. name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, yeah, every enjoy. time you say it, you get happier. Mm-hmm. Scott, think about it. <laughs> all, all kidding aside, I'm all for fewer meetings. And maybe mm-hmm will be so entertaining because you can do all those slides and fun over-the-shoulder gla- graphics that you'll build a cult- culture where everybody will look forward to watching the update videos. So I, I'm not going to count it out yet. Uh, we'll just uh, we'll, we'll have to see. Hey, folks, you want a uh, DTNS hat or a hoodie or a mask or a mouse pad? Uh, You don't have to make it yourself. Although, if you do, send us a picture because I want to see that. Uh, We have all of that and more at the Daily Tech News Show store. Go check it out. DailyTechNewsShow.com slash store. It's all waiting for you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. The Claude 3 model family from Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. With models at every point on the price-performance curve, you no longer have to make trade-offs between intelligence, speed, and cost. Claude 3 Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skills and speed. And Haiku is the fastest and lowest-cost model on the market, perfectly designed for high-volume, high-speed use cases. Join the thousands of enterprises who trust Anthropic to keep them at the frontier. Visit Anthropic.com slash Claude today. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then Stripe tap to pay on iPhone came along and changed everything. With Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. No more juggling different methods. Just a simple tap on my iPhone and transactions are complete. What's truly remarkable is how Stripe caters to all my customers' preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Stripe ensures a smooth checkout experience every time. Setting up Stripe was a breeze, taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers, Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Bloomberg sources say that Ubisoft is developing an online platform for video game franchise Assassin's Creed that evolves over time. Currently, Assassin's Creed game storylines revolve around specific historical settings, but Assassin's Creed Infinity, as it's reportedly known inside Ubisoft, may include multiple settings and expand over time, although if you... Sounds great to you. It isn't expected until about 2024. It is something that's happening internally. Unlike an open world like Fortnite or Warcraft, there would be individual games on the platform that might look and feel different, but all be connected. 
And instead of each game being developed by a different team within the company, the Quebec City and Montreal teams have been unified to work on Infinity with the Quebec uh, City team in charge. A spokeswoman for Ubisoft acknowledged Infinity's existence, so that's probably happening, but declined to discuss details, saying only that Ubisoft aims to, quote, exceed the expectations of fans who have been asking for a more cohesive approach. So this is super interesting, and it's been all the talk in kind of my circles, gaming circles, uh, over the last day or so. And the reason that is, is this is a fairly controversial move for what has been a pretty reliable game release. It's usually every couple of years, sometimes every year. Back in the day, it was it was yearly. Uh, lately, it's been every two years. But the game comes out. It's usually a big historical setting with a little bit of the modern animus stuff. If you've played the game, you'll know what I'm talking about. But uh, it's like uh, future historians are looking back on these events and then kind of working through them to find out about a bigger conspiracy. Um, that's a very simple way of saying it. But all of these games play with those tropes as well as really heavily explore the, the historical setting they're in. Currently, it's Vikings. Prior to this, it was Greek culture. Prior to that, it was ancient Egyptian and so on. And they're usually very standalone in terms of their protagonist, their story elements, their touches with history and so on. Beginning, a middle and end, some DLC, sometimes a multiplayer mode. But that's kind of what the game is. That's the release. And in terms of like, you know, how they pay for it on the back end, they have some stuff you can buy in-game uh, but mostly cosmetics. So that's kind of been the model up till now. If they're planning on doing this, this takes it into the territory more like games like Destiny or Destiny 2 more more uh, currently, uh, but even games like Fortnite, games like Apex Legends, games that are games as a service. So everything you want to play and do is happening probably free to play. We don't know that. They didn't say, and the Bloomberg article didn't uh, quite unmask that, but Probably it'll be free to play, if not a low barrier to entry. And then the idea is a game like this would go on and on and on instead of having big new releases where you go buy a new disc or get a brand new download and pay 70 bucks. Instead, it's just this sort of expanding world. Um, what it won't be, in my mind, is like an MMO where you start at level one and you work your way to a level cap and then the new expansion comes out and you work your way to that level cap. I don't see that happening. Um, but I could see the world being added on to players being able to jump between time um, uh, epochs, that sort of thing. There's a lot of content in the previous games you could bring forward and make interesting here. Like, I'm actually kind of interested in it, but the usual gamer freakout is happening where this changes their venerable series that they love and they don't want it to go this direction. And video games are, you know, becoming more cloud-based, more service-based. If the servers go down, you're all down. There's no offline mode. Uh, too much focus on multiplayer, like all those ex existential gamer worries are certainly bubbling to the top during the, uh, you know, after this announcement or not even announcement after this leak. Um, it, as usual, we're in a position where we just kind of have to wait and see what it is. So uh, I'm actually kind of excited to hear what they have to say about it. We'll probably hear before the end of the year more now that it's sort of out there and they usually respond when that happens. I am curious how it differentiates itself from like a Fortnite or something like that uh, in a way that's compelling because it sounds really cool. It sounds like taking an anthology and then connecting it all together and giving me an open world to just kind of run around it. Yeah, it does. And if they can, you know, where this would different than your, differ from, uh, you know, your traditional Warcraft model, there won't probably be a monthly fee, but there will be ways. I mean, the whole idea with these games, the reason they do this is to 
make them more profitable, longer tail. Not yeah. just single releases you can play, beat, win, and move on. They want this to just keep going. And it's kind of the holy grail for everybody. This is an interesting series for them to be messing around with. So mm-hmm. I don't know. They got to be careful. If they nail it, we're all in Fat City. If they blow it, it's big trouble. So Grand Theft Auto Assassins? Yeah, kind of. I like, mean, Ga- Grand Theft Auto and Assassin's Creed That's are a lot the idea, like right? I, I'm putting it like all the other games you mentioned don't even come close to what it sounds like. They're sound like Grand Theft Auto. And in general, my first fear, if I was going to have a fear, would be after a while, you just collect these checks and you don't innovate anymore. And I'm sitting here with the same game for 92 years that you told me you're going to update and bring me something new. Yeah. So I, yeah. I, all the excitement that you have, again, that's the positive mindset. But the thing that people are worried about is that GTA model where it's like, dude, you haven't put out a game in seven years and they still love it. People still play it. But like you said, there's Vikings, there's, you know, uh, ancient age. Like there's all kinds of things. They're like, I want you to keep innovating and don't give me the same game for nine years and tell me I can go back on a boat and then travel across the country. I was a white dude in England. Now I'm just going to travel to a boat to go to Egypt back in time, <laughs> become a black dude. Like, what are we doing? I, I, are we transforming here? Is there a time loop? Like what I need to know. The system is got, your positivity will not trick me. I know what they're doing. They're just going to loot me and take all my money. Scott, you got to see the future from the past. That's what yeah. history teaches. You're probably not wrong in some of that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we'll we'll see. Like it is interesting. GTA is a weird comparison, but it's also some in some ways kind of apt. So uh, we'll learn, we'll learn more soon, and then we'll know what they really are after here, and whether gamers are going to go along. We'll have to see. Exactly. All right. Let's talk about your brains. Uh, neurotechnology is in its earliest stages. Uh, you'll see headlines that say we can read minds, but we can only do that in so much as we can detect some impulses, some electric activity, and then kind of reinterpret that to do things like control a cursor, maybe actuate some prosthetic limbs or, uh, you know, cause a tube to blow more air to float a ball in a game, stuff like that. These are far off from actual mind reading, but what we can do now felt like science fiction a couple of decades ago. So we're making progress. Rest of World's Abel Wajiman Paz reports that as part of Chile's redrafting of its constitution, it is considering a bill on neuroprotection. In Chile, if this were to take place, neural data would be legally treated the same as organic tissue. So anything that was captured by scanning your brain would be like a kidney. You can't be compelled to give it up and its collection requires explicit consent. It also could not be sold, only donated for altruistic purposes. Your neural data would be like your kidney. It may seem early to regulate neural data, but it's already starting to be collected, and we kind of let personal data get out of the barn before we started worrying about it, so maybe this is a good time to start thinking about it. Companies in Chile, Peru, Argentina, and Brazil are considering using Mining 3's smart headwear that monitors worker fatigue, in order to prevent injury. Now, that's just a single thing, but it's already causing some workers to say, yeah, I don't want that. To encourage countries to adopt these kinds of rights, Rafael Uste, co-director of Columbia University's Neurotechnology Center and international law attorney Jared Genser have encouraged the United Nations to create an international science and law expert commission on neuro rights, which could use Chile as a working template. Now, granted, this seems a little sci-fi out there, but like I said, this is stuff that's in the lab and getting better every day, Owen. Uh, when when would you like people to step in, and and would you like your neural data to be treated like your kidney? Uh, I need protections right now. My brain is very big, very vast, and the information inside is crucial. The only thing I'd say too is, uh, can we get like a rights to life thing? Because I just want to scan mine now 
and just save it for like 50 years so somebody can reboot me and put me back in something else. Like, <laughs> I don't think that the technology is there yet, but if they, if they are collecting information, collecting data, that is something that needs to be protected because you don't know what level of information they can retain just to have the information. Maybe they can't do anything with it yet, but if they're scanning it and collecting information, yes, protect me. Protect me now. It's like what Tom said uh, earlier. I mean, it was either in prep or even just now. and It kind of reiterated it, but the idea is that we don't know yet how this stuff could be used. We know how a kidney might be used if it's taken from us unwillingly, but we don't know how, let's say, I don't know, uh, you can harness somebody's willpower. It's just an example. It's a bad Scott analogy, but let's just go with it. Harness somebody's willpower because we're that good at neuro uh, thought capture. And we've got it now, and I've got awesome willpower. And somebody says, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use that willpower. I'm going to duplicate it and use it for a whole bunch of other things that I didn't get permission for. We wouldn't want that with any other organ or part of our body or expression of ourselves in that way. So why would we here? I think it's really important that that we think about this stuff before it happens. It's no different than any other kind of tech. They try to do the only problem is when they try to do this in the past, sometimes you get stuck in old rules that have changed. Uh Millennium Copyright Act, the stuff that happened in the nineties when it came to digital, you know, protections. They they need to be looked at a lot, iterated on, fluid as you can be. But uh but yeah, you gotta think ahead. If you don't think ahead, then somebody's gonna I don't know. What thought do you want not taken? Think of that and then and then decide whether you're for or against. Well, and that, of, that's thought. the issue that I have with this being compared to something like a kidney. It's like if your kidney is working, firing on all cylinders, right? Great. Okay, fine. The brain is not the same kind of <laughs> situation as a kidney. Like my brain that is working well and Scott's brain and Tom's brain and Owen's brain, all very different brains. So sure, I I understand that the, you know, the treat this as a organ and put rights around it makes sense. But how are any of our brains even in the same situation? I, I think what they're saying, you can get too hung up on, and the analogy will break down like you're saying, but I think what, what they're trying to uh, identify is what you think and how your brain works, the data around that is part of you. It's part of your identity. And so you shouldn't mm-hmm. ever be allowed to be put in a situation where they're like, hey, if you let us read your brain, you can watch these videos for free. And then that data gets collected. They use it to market like, oh, it sounds like you're imagining a hamburger. Here's a coupon. Uh, that that just should not be allowed because that's your identity. And if you lose control of that, uh, that's that's bad for everybody. Yeah, I could see that. I just I, I I still feel like your your analogy of the kidney is a pretty good one. And I hope it's it's that- it's only good in so far so far as like how to protect these may be similar. Right. Right. Well, and that's, I guess it's just a mind. Or, oh, it's funny. We're talking about minds here, but it's a, it's a mindset. Do we think it's important that I control where my kidney goes? If the answer is yes, <laughs> I think it's probably just as important if I decide where my neurons go. They're mine. I made them. They're in there. If you're going to use them for something, I should know and I should approve it or not, or you can't have it. Like to me, it's just, to me, it's black and white, not, not a hard decision. It starts to break down when you say only donated for altruistic purposes. Like, okay, but what does that mean? There's some really, really good private research that you might want to allow your brain to be scanned for. Uh, Is that altruistic? 
if the company itself makes you know money, just like pharmaceutical companies do, uh, you know, it's 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 not clear cut. Uh, but I think the point of this uh, is really good, which is we should be having these these kinds of conversations now, well before this becomes a problem and somebody's already got everybody's neural data uh, yeah. locked up in some server somewhere. Yeah, I agree. All right, let's check out the mailbag. Uh, this one comes in from Jason. He had a very nice note for us. Jason says, I just want to thank you for the daily joy your chemistry on Good Day Internet provides, along with the knowledge from your exceptional reporting in the daily tech news. Thank you, Jason. Jason says, your commitment to the fans brought even more joy when on an 18-hour road trip, I heard Sarah's exasperated voice in my ears saying, Otis, come on, give me a break, rerouting. While listening to Eats East Meets West, after the confusion, I realized I had added your voices to my Ways app months ago and just forgotten about it. From that point on, every pit stop had a reason to smile. Uh, yeah, if you're a patron, uh, <laughs> you can get those. They were made by uh, Paulo, I think. Uh, and, and yeah. We recorded them for him. He packaged them all up for us. So uh, thank you again for making those. And we'll have a link in the, the show notes. Uh, you can get me, Sarah, Sarah Funny, uh, Roger, and uh, DTNS, like just overall DTNS stuff. So uh, go check that yeah. out, patreon.com slash DTNS. The direct link will be in our show notes. Indeed. And if you're like, why was Sarah yelling at her dog? That was part of the funny thing. That was the funny it's, one. Yeah, it's, good, makes sense. it's good times. Mm-hmm. It's good times. Yeah. Uh, Thank you to everybody who sends us email, whether it's a question, comment, feedback, all the good things. Feedback at dailytechnewsshow.com is where to send that. Please send it. We love reading your feedback. Also, shout out to patrons at our master and grandmaster levels. Today, they include Philip Less, Daniel Dorado, and John Atwood. Also, thank you to our brand new boss, Daryl Harris. Yay. Daryl, 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 started Daryl, us on Patreon. Thank you, Daryl. Thank you, Daryl. Daryl was not you, a boss when Owen was last on the show yesterday, and now is. Daryl's now indeed. our boss. You see how quickly the stuff happens, people? Good Snap. times. Um, <laughs> uh, well, thanks to everyone who made today happen. Uh, we'll start with you, Scott Johnson. Uh, thank you for making today happen. Uh, where can people <laughs> keep up with the rest of your work? Well, I like to be responsible for today, so thank you very much. Um, yeah, they, uh, if you guys want to see what else I have going on, I've got web comics. I have podcasts by the mouthful. <laughs> uh, all sorts of fun stuff. You can find all of it at frogpants.com as usual. And if you're looking to just track me down out there in the public, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at Scott Johnson. Excellent. And Owen J.J. Stone, a.k.a. O'Doctor, good to have you two days in a row. Let folks know where they can keep up with your work. So I'm on the internet. You can find me somewhere on my YouTube is an interview I did with Sarah. If you want to know all her secrets and hidden things, it's it's live on the internet. Tom, too. I got to get Scott in, in the booth with me so I can learn all his secrets so I can tell you, the people. You can find me at IQMZ.com. And I am so thankful that I get to be free from this chair and I got to spend the day with Sarah Lynx. That's the only reason I had to stay here for 24 hours <laughs> until she showed up. So I, oh. I, I missed you, too, Scott. I missed you, too. Thanks, Tom. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks so much. Oh, I know. <laughs> uh, I'm convention. Okay, so we're live on this show Monday through Friday at 4.30 p.m. Eastern 2030 UTC You can find out more at dailytechnewsshow.com slash live We are back tomorrow because we do it every weekday Tomorrow, Justin Robert Young will join us Talk to you then
show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>